listening to Glee on the Rocks. Uh, hello, welcome back to another episode of Glee on the Rocks. I'm Emily. And I'm B. And um, before we get started, um, we are going to put a content warning on this episode mm-hmm. because this episode talks explicitly about school shootings. And um, unfortunately, in this country, this is something that we're guessing some of our listeners have direct involvement with. And if you haven't had a direct involvement with, it's part of our country's culture. And that sucks. And it's terrible. And it's part of our social media and it's part of our news. And if you want to skip this episode, please do. You're not missing much. Um, Yeah. You can read the recap online. Um, But given how pervasive school shootings are in this country... Not listening to this episode of a podcast about Glee is better for your mental health. Yeah. Take care of yourself. That's fine. Click away. We'll be here next time. Yes. We will be here next time with maybe a better episode because this is not it. The other content warning of this episode is that it's just not a good episode. (laughs) It just doesn't cover the topic well. I don't know what show would have maybe like a serious drama uh but not glee did you ever watch um the degrassi season that dealt with like a school shooting storyline i did not i did not watch Degrassi. me neither yeah Mm -hmm. no but but one of the articles that talked about this episode did bring up degrassi in the review that that it that another show had like um it's the Vulture article that I sent around um, yep. that my so-called life talked about guns in schools that even, you know, nice middle-class families would have to deal with it. And then Degrassi did a school shooting arc that went on for more than an episode. Unlikely. Yeah, I was about to say, I think that is a good place to kind of start of like, just putting this episode into context for Glee is impossible because it's there is no context. Like, Everything surrounding this school shooting storyline appears in this episode and is generally resolved in this episode. Some things probably aren't 100% resolved, but it, it is very much like there was there was no intentionality mm-hmm. in putting this kind of storyline into Glee, which makes me wonder, why do it in the first place? Yeah, totally. And, and it's... Uh, so looking at another article, um, a looper article, mm. this episode aired uh, April 11th, 2013, four months after Sandy Hook. Oh, come on. Yeah. So they put this in here in response to Sandy Hook, like almost definitively. I mean, I don't know when the writing of this episode happened, mm. but you could have pulled it. You didn't have to. Uh, other Also, t- other TV shows have pulled episodes that dealt with real life tragedies that occur too soon to something, right? Like a building blows up and it's an episode of TV deals with something too similar and you pull the episode, right? Yeah. Four months after children are murdered in a school, you can dump this episode. You don't need to air this. Yeah. It would not have changed. I think any surrounding storylines at all no i mean the other storylines in this are um Brittany thinks the world is gonna end again 
which is called out in context that yes. she's already done this. And calling it out doesn't mean it's okay to do it. Like, no. that, that pissed me off. They're like, oh, we're self-aware, so it's fine. It's not fine. It's not fine, especially with such a, a heart-rending subject matter. Yes. That has taken so many lives. Like, okay, sure, this was in 2013 when there were fewer school shootings, but there were still many. Yeah, it's this not was like there were none. Yeah, there was this post-Columbine. Like, mm-hmm. we were definitely having active shooter drills mm-hmm. in high school before this. Like, yeah. there were. It's not like we hadn't had school shootings and Glee was like, you know – we feel like maybe this is an issue that we, we should like talk maybe about. People aren't aware enough of right. school shootings. Like, what the fuck? We're aware. Uh, yeah. So there's that. There's um, Coach Beast confessing to Mr. Shu that she likes him, which ends starts and ends in two and a half minutes. Literally, <laughs> I I don't. What well, are they trying to wrap up? Like Beast storyline? Is that it? I guess because like, oh, we got Dot Marie Jones for two more episodes. But, Stick her in there. <laughs> but she comes back. I mean, she's in season five with a whole other storyline that is. I think that's season six. Is it season six? Oh, okay. I just I think that's why I'm like maybe they they were trying to wrap her up, but like it it was I don't remember where it goes. Um, I think this is the point where I stopped watching Glee every week. I think I just started seeing what people said on Tumblr about mm-hmm. it because mm-hmm. this episode was like such an emotional manipulation from mm-hmm. beginning to end and i really felt like they went too far and they also didn't go far enough and it was just all bad yeah so either either devote the whole episode to it or don't do it either make it a real thing that really has consequences or don't do it like you what other show could have conceptualized a school shooting that fundamentally has no consequences except sue having to leave the school which she's already done like three times and to come back <laughs> yeah it, yes because that's the other thing is so it sets it up that she has to she's fired for something she doesn't do but right. she doesn't stay gone right exactly like nobody expected that that truly would be like the last episode like there was just no, no way <laughs> no and and you know maybe to that point uh, the washington post called this like a crude ratings grab mm. which is pr- true right you know yeah. you don't advertise you know a controversial and shocking episode with no intention of spiking your ratings right but does that Absolutely. need to come on the back of like people's real trauma about children dying in schools absolutely not like, I can't imagine uh, the headspace all these actors must have been in, like recording this. Like, this is not Glee's normal stuff. Like, no. this was like a 10 minute extended, like, mm-hmm. segment of them just sobbing the whole time. So, I can't imagine how many hours on set they had to be just sobbing on camera. The whole cast, wild. And of everything, it was like the one, I don't want to say it was the good part, but it was emotionally trying. It was intense Yeah, the Glee Club locked in the choir room. It was intense. And there was no commercial break during that, to, which, yeah. would, which would have been even more fucked up. But No, I wanted to, I'm glad you brought that up because I wanted to bring that up too. I remember watching this episode live and they, they like manipulated the commercial breaks for this episode only mm-hmm. to have like this 10 minute chunk with yeah. no commercial breaks. That whole school shooting 
scene is one segment mm-hmm. and that was wild watching yeah. it and the the clicking of the metronome was so i remember it being louder honestly like so nerve-wracking uh, yeah, yeah yeah it was very it was rightfully intense and maybe that's why it's even more aggravating in hindsight is like it was right. well shot so it's surrounded by things of of blaine announce or um sorry brit announcing that like a deadly asteroid comet meteor is headed their way (laughs) and again (laughs) again and um you know in response mr shu is gonna have this theme of last chances and Brittany wants to like make things right with lord tubbington who's mad at her so this really (laughs) intense fucking scene is bookended by glee nonsense of singing to a cat uh, and storylines about Ryder still being catfished. But in between is this like horrendously heart wrenching scene. Like, what? <laughs> like, how do you, you can't square the circle? It's like Glee just dumped this thing in the middle and thought that that was going to be enough. I think what really gets me is just the 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 bevy of like emotional manipulation misdirects. Cause like, sure. um, Ryder finds his catfish girl and so he sings to her and then it turns out she's not her she's not the girl which I guess we'd already guessed at that point but Mm -hmm. um he kind of has an emotional spiral I remember watching it being like is Ryder about to shoot up the school because all we knew was there was going to be a school shooting and they're showing him like on the brink all of the sudden Mm -hmm. and you're just like the fuck and then and then you hear the gunshots and then they have this 10 minutes of like very intense um and they laid it on fucking thick mm-hmm. everyone's sobbing like there's all these different shots to like the kitchen where the pot is boiling over yeah and that was rough rough and then like Brittany's shoes as she's like standing on top of the toilet like there's just like shot after shot of just like very intense like the sound was very intense there's one part where someone's like rattling the door of the choir room what the fuck was that like just manipulation and then when you find out that like they they kind of like uh later show you like what really happened that becky like accidentally discharged the gun that was fucking crazy because it was like what like Sue admits to doing it, and then you find out it was really Becky. Like it was just like twists and turns and twists and turns, mm-hmm. and every single one was like unnecessary. Like, yeah. I was like, "Why Becky? Why Sue?" Like it didn't make any sense. And I feel like they just they wanted to write a school shooting storyline, but basically not do any of the work of actually making it matter or making mm-hmm. it um, part of the fabric of this these characters like lives like it's just like oh remember that crazy thing that happened totally because if there was an actual shooting then it it would have to linger yeah have to if if a student was injured or killed it would have to matter the rest of the series but if a gun just accidentally go off goes off you can just forget about it in the next episode and I'll say that's also not a thing that I think has ever happened, or it's at least it's never made headlines of like a gun accidentally discharging in a school. Yeah. And then that was it. That was the whole incident and nothing actually oh. ever happened. Like, <laughs> then yeah. we just Although made we have, that shit up. We just, we have so many shootings, like it probably just doesn't make the news when it does happen. That's true. I, I give that caveat, but it's like, it's, they, they like to make storylines that kind of are relevant to, yeah. you know, modern discourse, I guess. Like that was always Glee's thing 
Um, they like to like tackle issues that were, you know, relevant in the media or whatever. And I was like, but to do it in such a lame way, in in a way that it was just like, oh shucks, yeah, like, right, that crazy thing. Um, wasn't that funny? Like just no. disingenuous. Like just scare the shit out of everybody for a whole episode, mm-hmm. as if the trauma of thinking you might die isn't enough. Yeah, that alone is enough. Yeah. Like, I liked that they showed that Tina, like, wasn't in the school, but she knew mm-hmm. all her friends were in the school because I feel like that her experience is what basically all of America's right. goes through on a regular yeah. basis is like knowing that you weren't there, but hearing the stories and being so scared to find out, like, what mm-hmm. happened and who was involved and how many people died. And, like, I'm really glad that they portrayed at least that. That, that probably is the one thing I think they did right this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you hear there's another shooting somewhere and you have to think like, okay, well, it was in this neighborhood. Who do I know in that neighborhood? Right, right. Okay. Should I like text the people I know? Should I? Yeah. Yeah. Should I call them? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, okay, it was two o'clock in the morning. I'm pretty sure no one I know is going to be out at a park at two o'clock in the morning. All right. We're pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, just the, I mean, I don't remember much of the rest of the season because it's been 400 years, but I... I don't remember anyone going to therapy for this. <laughs> I don't remember conversations later down the line of like, hey, you guys remember when we thought we were all going to die? Literally. Like, and I. How that may have shaped the rest of our lives. I think it probably is vaguely there for a bit, but I don't think it's like consequentially there. Yeah. Because I guess Sue like confesses to it and then it's like, oh, well, we don't have to worry about it. Like we were looking for a gun, but now we know like where the gun is and what happened. So dust our hands off and like take the metal detectors away. It's all good. Yeah. Yeah. That was an interesting montage of them installing cameras as if an American high school wouldn't have already had cameras. Yeah. I thought that was a little naive of the show to be like, this high school didn't have cameras. Like, sure, it didn't. Yeah. Come on now. We had, well, I mean, I don't know. I live in a big city, but we had metal detectors installed in our uh, middle school after someone came to the school with a gun in their backpack. A lot of schools have like the clear backpack rules and stuff like that too. Like, yeah. Yeah. We never had a clear backpack rule, but we mm. did have metal detectors. And for a while they were like, you can't put anything in your locker. And we were like, no, it's <laughs> not going to work for us. But we were shit ass like middle schoolers. Yeah. So, yeah, I, okay. So I, we also should probably talk about like making it Becky. Yeah. Yeah. What bullshit I, I, was that? So like they sort of, they try, they like um drop a little hint, I guess, a foreshadowing mm-hmm. because um, Brittany has this astronomy club that is popping. There's like 50 mm-hmm. people in this club. Um, and she goes to the yeah. astronomy club and she's like, okay, I know I told you guys there was a meteor coming to Earth, uh, but my telescope is actually a Pringles can. That was <laughs> that was the funniest part. That was the only that, part of that I actually was like, okay, that's pretty good. It's a ladybug um, on the Pringles can. <laughs> it's a ladybug on the Pringles can. Um, and, at, and she's like, okay, so I'm disbanding astronomy club because there's no meteor. And Becky comes up to her at the end and is kind of, like let's both not ever graduate the the world out there is really scary someday they will make me leave here and i don't know what i'm going to do mm-hmm. and brit kind of has to be like but i have to move on and so do you 
And if you really prepare yourself, the world won't seem like such a scary place. And then you don't see Becky again until the scene where it like flashes back to what happened in Sue's office. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I don't get, I don't think there was enough narrative like reason for Becky to have brought a gun to school. It right. felt like a shock value thing. Mm-hmm. How could it possibly be sweet Becky? Like yeah. as if she's ever been sweet. <laughs> yeah. Becky's always been a bitch. She'd say it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and I, I just wonder about like, I don't want to say like the representation of making the one student with Down syndrome be yeah. the person to bring a gun to school, but like, why? I feel like, like part of it was like the Sue thing, and probably part of it was like it feels it, ableist. Like, oh, she yeah. would bring a, a gun to school. How silly for her mm-hmm. to think that like that exactly. would be protection for her. Like, it did feel ableist. Like, yeah. It also felt like Glee would never let one of the. Uh, popular characters do right. something like that, right? But it wouldn't have any impact if it was one of the faceless characters, right? So who's left? They did bring back Stoner Brett for a second too. They so maybe they were trying to also like misdirect us that maybe it was him. I did see Stoner Brett, and I was like, oh hey, <laughs> me too. He's like, this was like community service. That was funny too. You know, if anyone was going to lose their shit in that school, it was going to be Piano Brad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's always on the brink with those Glee Club kids. Yeah, he is going to throw that piano bench at someone one day. Yeah. Yeah, there in there's an article that uh, interviews uh, Lauren Potter and her mom mm. who talk about it actually being good representation. Okay. Um. And she says that she felt like they trusted her as an actress um, and that it was right for Becky to get weightier storylines. And she says, quote, why wouldn't it be someone with Down syndrome? Because she's a kid. She's a teenager. She makes stupid decisions just like other teenagers do. I hope it just opens up a dialogue even more so. I... Can see That's the incredibly gracious of her to yes. say. Yes. But I, yes, it is. I just don't know that Glee uh, thinks about it that much. Right. Like, I feel like that's giving Glee every benefit of the doubt and mm-hmm. every good intention assumed. And yep. I just, seeing the finished product of the episode, I don't have that feeling and i think a big one is that like there's just no greater context around it becky literally has two scenes in this episode one yeah. with brit where she says she doesn't want to graduate and one with sue where she brings the gun to school mm-hmm. and correct me if i'm wrong but she didn't really bring up this protection thing when mm-hmm. she was talking to Brittany. she was just like i don't want to graduate i'm not ready mm-hmm. to leave she says something about how like the world outside is scary okay but I wouldn't have said that it was a physical fear. Right. I didn't I didn't initially take it as like I am physically afraid of the world outside because don't who doesn't say that of like man the outside world is scary. Ah, like, growing yeah. up is scary like uh, leaving what you know is scary, yeah. But and I feel like, you know, because um Becky is a I don't even a tertiary character maybe. Right. You know, you never really got the feeling that she was 
worried about graduating and worried about life outside of McKinley. Right. So for it to be such an issue that she would bring a gun to school was very surprising. Yeah. I I feel like there wasn't enough there. There wasn't enough Mm -hmm. justification and that makes it feel much more tokeny or yeah, just random. Bad, bad, bad. It's just bad. And that sucks. Like, you just didn't need to do it. Because I love more Becky. I love more Lauren Potter. Like, I think she's great. And I think that there could have been so many more interesting storylines for her. Sure. Yeah, definitely. And this is what we got. Feels like throwing her under the bus, too. Like, hey, you're going to be the school shooter. Like, whoa. (laughs) Right. I just want to, like, I can't believe Lauren was so gracious about it. Like, oh, what? You can have meaty storylines that are not. That are not you are school shooter. God. Yeah. Yeah. Even if it's an accidental, I dropped the gun, you know. Right. Because it's like she still brought it to school. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Totally. It didn't need to be this. I hated that when, when I saw that this was the next episode. I was like, mm, I had looked at it again. to me, and I don't record this episode. <laughs> I I didn't see. I didn't look at the title until you texted us like, "I hate this episode," and I was like, "Oh, I know exactly <laughs> which one it is." Fuck, I knew yeah. it was coming up, but um, mm-hmm. I'll say another random beef I have with it is like, um, why did Blaine not talk about Kurt at all? Dude, I wrote that down. It's so fucking fake. (laughs) I'm sorry. Who wrote this episode? You're telling me Uh, he would not have said one thing. Like, he was like, mom and dad. He wouldn't have said, mom, dad, Kurt, I love you. No. He doesn't even like his parents. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. What is this scene where he's like, my mom and dad and I just stayed up crying all night. Blaine does not have a functional family. Who the fuck wrote this? We the fans know. Big anti-claner wrote this episode. And I take personal offense to that. It was uh, Matthew Hodgson. He's usually not this shitty. Why would you do that, Matthew? Why would uh, you do that he once? wrote, I Kissed a Girl, Saturday Night Gleaver, Glee Actually. And then he wrote Puppet Master, The Untitled Rachel Berry Project, and Transitioning. So. Okay, I take it back. <laughs> yeah. We take it back. Yeah, it was a travesty. Um, it was unrealistic and felt particularly mean. And I took it personally. Especially when Blaine and Tina were like cuddling three different times. Yes, that okay, that was the other thing. It's like not only does he talk about his parents who we like canon or no, Fanon knows he hates. <laughs> no, um, you know, he and his dad built a car together and they didn't talk about their feelings or mm-hmm. whatever. <laughs> like all right his mom shows up at the wedding but where's his dad he's not where's there exactly not trying um, to take his son's wedding hmm. but like there's a whole seed dedicated to blaine and tina talking about their feelings and holding hands yep and not calling kurt does kurt even know this shit happened i know i'm beyond not okay not okay at all and i feel like Tina would have said something to Mike like I just don't see how none of them would have oh, talked yeah. to anybody outside of this choir room. Did anyone call Santana? Santana? I mean, exactly. Like, no one's telling Rachel because like whatever but there's been multiple other episodes where Britt like 
reached out to Santana when like a big life thing was happening. Like mm-hmm. this writer just didn't understand the characters at all. No. Or like a school shooting. <laughs> yeah. Also true. Like these kids yeah. legit thought they were going to die. Supposedly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Next. Right. I was like, I, I think it's terrible they did it at all. I think it's terrible that they didn't go far enough on some parts. And I think it's terrible that they everyone was completely out of character. Like all of those things. I was like, what yeah. is happening? This whole episode is a hot mess. Hot garbage. Hot garbage. Um, Where? So some of the um, recaps used to give ratings. And mm-hmm. where did they go? I saw the vulture one was one star. Yeah, the vulture one was one star. EW used to give ratings, but maybe it's such an old episode that the rating is gone. The songs got like Bs and B pluses, which who gives a shit about the songs in this episode? Right. The songs sounded good, I guess, but like it's like whatever. It's like talking about them feels like inappropriate. It does. Um, where was the other? found there was another quote that i was like yikes oh the atlantic um uh the atlantic called it an insulting slapdash waste of time (laughs) Mm -hmm. um the av club said it was trash um apparently the people of newton newtown newton newtown felt that they should have received a warning from the producers that the episode was happening yeah which i can totally see Oh, yes. Um, the AV Club gave it an F. Wow. Which, like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it just, it didn't, didn't have to happen. Oh, and the AV Club was mad about the title, which, yes. Yeah, the title was not okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, I went to IMDb to see what their ratings were, because it's like, I mean, it's like, um people crowdfunded you know Mm -hmm. surprisingly it has an 8.5 out of 10 55 percent of votes gave it a 10 only 5.2 gave it a one i don't know who the fuck is voting on imdb right i mean it's not like reliable data or anything but the overall rating for glee as a show is like six point something (laughs) so 6.8 so uh, people don't know who went in there and started like (laughs) It was Matthew Hodgson. (laughs) Probably. I will say I talked to John from Live Spud a Song about this episode because I did season four on his podcast. Shout out to John. We love. Um, And I think he had a more positive opinion of the episode. And Mm. he also, um, through his Glee episodes, had like conversations with his former choir teacher Mm -hmm. um, about, you know, the realistic nature of the show choir and everything like that. And one thing that stuck out to me from his conversations with her was like them saying it felt very realistic, I guess, to the emotions of such an incident. Like Mm -hmm. it gave – I was gonna say respect, but I don't know if that's the right word. But you know what I mean. Like the the handling of the emotional part felt very real. So like the fear and the relief and the the you know wanting to reach out to people you love, and then like the afterwards, like some people having um, survivors guilt that they weren't there, and you know them like processing it together. I guess through kind of the final song, say what you need to say. They're all kind of mm-hmm. in like a processing circle, sort of. So. 
I do see where that opinion has merit. I think what cheapens it for me is just the fact that it's such an isolated episode mm-hmm. and that it, it it was like the the most low stakes school shooting they could have possibly done. Like right. It, it's like sure the emotions were real like were realistic, but um the incident was a farce. Like I feel mm-hmm. like it just cheapened the whole thing for me. Yeah, totally. So I'm so fascinated by how many people may have rated this highly, and now we see the critics rating it low. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Hmm. I wonder if just those ratings are based on the feeling they evoked in them at the time. Mm. Like if those same like when did I would love to know when they voted? Like if they went back and watched it, like we're doing. Oh yeah, I wish we could see that. That would be helpful. Because yeah, that that 10 minute bit was evocative, right? Right. Because and you know, in light of how many school shootings we've had since, you're like, shit. But in in the context of the episode, it's it is half-assed and it's a little disrespectful of the trauma of a school shooting when the other half of the episode is whether or not Ryder knows who's he's texting. Yeah. Like, I don't care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's in the choir room like, I really care about Katie. I need to find her. Like, oh, my God, just finish this shit off. Like, yeah, like I the don't draw care. It out. Yeah, like, I don't I don't care about this. Like, ah. And they still drew it out. I really was like, great, we're about to wrap this up. And then no, no resolution yeah. on the catfish storyline, except that it was someone in the choir room, a Kitty and Marley and Jake. I'll swear it wasn't them. And like, that's it. Yeah. And obviously it's not going to be. Well, I'd love to say it's not Shoe, but it's not Shoe. <laughs> we, in any other show, we could say that confidently. I like, know. obviously, we know now that it's not, but like, honestly, at the time, he plants drugs in people's lockers. I wouldn't put it past him to like <laughs> catfish someone into being nicer to the other member of the right. club. I think. I, can you do the math yet and say that it's that it's unique? Right. Well, oh, he says I, I rewound and listened to it again because he gives like a reason why it wouldn't be people except Kitty because Kitty's like, no, it wasn't me. And she gives some funny lines, too. She's like, I wouldn't date a full size animation of a wiener or something like mm. that. <laughs> a life size animation of a wiener. Yep. Um, but when she walks away, he's like, well, it has to be her. And then the reason he gives for Unique is that Unique's ringtone is bootylicious. Oh, and when he called, it was just like a ring. It it's wasn't a, a song. So that's why he says it couldn't have been unique. So I don't know if the show was still waffling about who to make the catfish, mm-hmm. which I wouldn't be surprised by. <laughs> it seems like like there was never – they just didn't – they hadn't picked yet. So they were like, right? I'll figure it out. Or if like obviously Ryder's not the most observant person either. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, it definitely could have been Bootylicious at one point. Um, maybe she got a new phone. Without her 99 cent ringtones on it. <laughs> TBT. And like, who's got their phone off silent anyway? Right? These are millennials. Why are, they, this is why are these phones ringing? <laughs> I know, especially in school. Although, I guess they were after school. Um, yeah. Right? Well, I mean, there are a lot of people still in the school for it to be after school. I only know it was after school because one, a few episodes back, they finally said definitively the Glee Club is after school. After and school, yeah. 
when Tina talks to Figgins and she's like, I wasn't there. I was late. There's school buses like lined up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think they're like people were like milling about in the school, you yeah. know, moving towards leaving. And then the gunshots happened and they all like ran outside. I and the group club them. were like really the only people in the school. Them and then yeah. people in the bathroom were really the only kids like still that weren't just like right by the doors to like run out. Supposedly. Yeah. I think I saw on the, the wall too that it was like 3.30 or something. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense too. I did not pay attention to that. Thank you. I think it just the clock went by it or something. Yeah. Or the the camera went by the clock. Yeah. That makes um, sense. Hmm. Yeah. Ooh, I forgot. There was another cheap shot that I didn't like that I think also contributed to my frustrations was like the Britney in the bathroom. So it's like Britney's stuck in the bathroom. She doesn't have her phone. Sam is like very adamant that he's going to go get her. Gets mm-hmm. up multiple times. They like wrestle him to the ground. Mm-hmm. First of all, teachers shouldn't touch students like that. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I get it was like sort of a matter of life and death, but like, holy shit. And then cut to Brittany in the bathroom someone opens the door you hear footsteps you see through the crack in the thing a male body and then he's like Brittany and she's like Mr. Chew and like runs out and hugs him and I'm like what a cheap fucking shot to the audience yeah because you don't show Mr. Chew leaving the classroom you don't show Mr. Chew being telling Sam like I will go get her or you don't see Mr. Shu even like take a like a deep breath or something and mm. then cut away to Brittany. Like there's no indication whatsoever that it's Shu going to get her out of the bathroom. So like all they're doing is making everyone watching the show think Brittany's about to fucking die. Why would you do that? He's also said a number of times that they can't leave. Yeah, exactly. So like why would anyone think No that- one would have assumed it, exactly. It was a safe yeah. person. Just mm-hmm. to emotionally manipulate everyone. I was wrung out like a fucking sponge after I watched this episode. Mm-hmm. I was so emotional. Mm-hmm. And it was because they just manipulated the audience that way. Yep. And it's very fascinating to me, yeah, that people took it one of two ways. They were like, wow, that was so emotional. And like how amazing that they evoked those emotions at me. Whereas I was like pissed. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, why was I so upset? Yeah. Well, I think – because you you know you're getting fucked over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's like betrayal in it for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you you step outside of the experience of watching the show and realize you're getting had. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is not good. <laughs> that's not that's not a uh, a good episode. And that's not like what you go to Glee for as well. Like, no, I I can't help but think about um, the episode of American Horror Story, another Ryan Murphy show where there's a school shooting scene, which is obviously oh. mm-hmm. a real school shooting scene and much more graphic. Um, but just thinking about the two of them side by side, I'm like. Mm-hmm. You expect that out maybe not that scene specifically, but like you're watching a show called American Horror Story. Like it's rated, you know, yeah, TV 17 or whatever. Like yeah. you know you're gonna see stuff that makes you uncomfortable and and over evokes, top. Yes, and, and evoke strong emotions, exactly. Like that's what you're going into the show for. And you may still feel similar emotions afterwards, like, but that's kind of what you signed up for. Mm-hmm. Was I feel like with Glee, like even the most emotional episodes before this one 
were not that kind of emotion. It mm-hmm. wasn't fear. I never felt fear watching Glee. And no. I would have never expected to feel fear watching Glee. And for that fear to then have no consequences, just send me over the edge. Yeah. Yeah, it's manipulative. Do you remember watching it live, Emily? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was still watching season four live. And, you know, you remember the the build up. Right. Of like... There's a big episode coming and you're like, this can't. And I also remember feeling like this can't be good. Like when it came out that they were doing a school shooter episode, you were like, right. um, no, thank you. Yeah. I don't want that. That sounds like a terrible fucking idea. Um, but they didn't listen to us. Uh, yeah, I remember nobody being excited for this. Or being invested in it. Um, Yeah. There was some like behind the scenes. After the fact of them playing with Lord Tubbington. Love that. Which. um, Now Lady Tubbington too. Now fucking Lady Tubbington. Yeah. I think they tried to. um, Yeah. I think they tried to um, erase some of the like. "Mm." And I think people were. uh, I think uh, if I remember there was some like. Um, it wasn't a spoiler because it didn't happen, but there was an anticipation that they were going to do pumped up kicks. Oh, at the time. <sighs> and then obviously they didn't, which is good. Do you think that was a real thing or like people on the internet starting rumors? I think it was just people starting rumors okay. because I think it was a feeling of like, would Glee do pumped up kicks just for a shooter episode? I feel like Glee would do pumped up. T- like it it I felt mean- like... It's yeah, it's not too far off base. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it feels like um a thing that they would do. Yeah. But yeah, I I I at least no one in my circles was like, this was a really great episode, you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I remember watching it live hmm. and being like, <laughs> And That's- we I mean, we had we didn't have um active shooter but we had a lockdown in high school because Mm. of uh, a report of someone with a gun on the street outside right so we had a lockdown was it senior year maybe senior must have been either junior or senior year of high school um where like you know the SWAT teams came through the building and checked every classroom and did the whole the whole to do even though no one ever entered the building yeah 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 no one ever entered the building yeah, when I was in college, there was um, an active shooter on campus, but it was like a – turned out we it was like a drug deal gone wrong and someone yeah. just pulled a gun, but I don't mm-hmm. think actually fired any shots, but, um, you mm-hmm. know, was seen with it. And, yeah, I happened to be in my sorority house, actually. We were, like, all there for a workshop, and so we got to stay together, which I appreciated. If I had been, like, in my mm-hmm. dorm room by myself or something, I think I would have – it would have been – a lot scarier mm-hmm. um, yeah, we had to stay in our we had to stay in whatever classroom you right, were in because right. it was like during shelter in place yeah yeah and it was i just remember it was kind of funny because like you know our classrooms were in these pods like how the hallways were divided up and it was in i think it was in physics and the swat team came in one of the doors wow 
and like looked through like anybody in here and the, the description of the the suspect was like uh a guy in like a sweatsuit <laughs> like you mean most of the guys in this room yeah like what kind of description is this but like carry on so they came in the door and they looked around anyone in here uh, just the students and then they walked around the curve of the hallway and then came in the other door of the classroom as if they didn't realize it was the same room <laughs> <laughs> like and they opened up that door like same room you can keep going so i don't remember anyone being terribly scared because there was we knew that we were well pretty sure but we were like we knew there wasn't anyone in the building right there was just a report of someone on the side like on the street outside but since it was a school they had to like do the whole thing yeah it's crazy that the SWAT team still came maybe that's standard protocol but i just wouldn't have guessed that no, I mean, it was very, it was a lot. And it, I mean, we were in there for a little while because mm-hmm. they had to. I'm sure they had to search the whole I mean, school. And maybe they told us that it was just someone outside and maybe they were worried that there was more to it. Um, But it was funny because, you know, all the classrooms had TVs. So we turned the TV on in the room to watch the coverage of what was going on. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> just to be like, hey, what, what's going on at our high school? So we just wow. watched the, like breaking news of such and such high school like oh that's us but i remember i don't i think you push it down where you're like this is fine i'm in high school nothing scares me but it's i think because no shots were fired right right you didn't have that like visceral um sound that goes with it you didn't Mm -hmm. have that like emotional it was like okay i'm sitting in my classroom not doing any work um so luckily was there like a general air of like fear, like feeling in danger? Um, no, I think there was more of an air of confusion mm, at first of like, like all of a sudden all the, you know, the teachers went around closing all the doors. I think it was more of an air of confusion at first. Right. And then when they told us what was going on, it was like, so if they're outside, why are you searching in here? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think because you know how high school students can just be like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Nothing's going to hurt us. I think it was more of a sense of like, isn't this a little overkill? I think maybe if it happened now, knowing how much worse it's gotten, Mm -hmm. um, might be more afraid now than we were then. Yeah. Given given everything that's happened mm -hmm. since. That's true. Because I remember doing lockdown drills in... School, like I was gonna say elementary school, but like multiple grades, and I didn't. I, I, the only school shooting we really knew about was either Columbine or like ones from like books we had read, you know. So it didn't mm-hmm. feel as likely to happen as I bet mm-hmm. kids feel now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because yeah. I graduated high school in two thousand and four. Right. So then. So we- mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, that totally checks out. So we didn't even do active shooter drills. We did earthquake drills, <laughs> fire drills. <laughs> yeah. Um so there I don't we just didn't yet have like the ingrained sense of like this could happen to me. Which is good. You know, I think I think it was nice to go to school without feeling like you might die at any moment. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's nice. <laughs> I gotta absolutely. say, 
I feel super bad for um, American kids going to school now. Right. And parents sending them to school. It's awful. Yeah. There were so many things that Glee could have done. An episode dealing with Ryder and his catfishing while the Glee Club has taken a trip to Canada and yes. now his cell phone doesn't have any coverage <laughs> and he's not able to communicate with Katie. See? Something. Anything. Anything. Someone doesn't have a passport, right? And now there's like a weird, slightly problematic storyline of someone getting stuck in Canada because they don't have a passport. So funny. Can even go that route? It's probably Artie. I was just thinking Artie. Something Artie would do. You could go you could go the worst route and make it like Tina. Or Jake. You could have like a 9-11 storyline in here because someone's slightly not white. Could do anything but a school shooting storyline. Yeah, there's so much social commentary that Glee never got into that could have been much less mm -hmm. terrible and as if we're worried about sue not being on the show i know i'm like jane lynch is getting her check don't play with me mm -hmm. yeah no this was this all designed to make people uncomfortable and yeah it worked i was uncomfortable for many reasons and just emotional like you were supposed to be like afraid and then relieved and then I guess and then, feeling the the community of the Glee Club at the end. And we're never going to think about it again. <laughs> we'll see. I, 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 my bets are on that there's no mention of the shooting again. Yeah, I, we'll see. Um, so the next episode is uh, Sweet Dreams, which is unfortunately, to keep the bummer vibes going, the last appearance of Finn Hudson. Yeah, this yep. the end of uh, season four is like... <laughs> Downer vibes. Big old downer vibes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't remember what else happens in, in this, but... Um, so it's that frat frat party scene, and that's all I know. Oh, okay. Well, right, they're right. at the University of Lima, apparently, which does not exist. <laughs> uh, Coach Roz does come in to replace Sue, though. I mean, okay, that's fun. <laughs> so, you know, there there is that, but yeah. Um, Oh, and, and Rachel is going to audition for Funny Girl. So we get the beginning of the arc that finally ended with <laughs> with Leah Michelle starring in Funny Girl. It begins now. This It's the beginning of the end. I mean, that's really what it feels it like. It begins in 2013 and has finally come to a conclusion in 2023. <laughs> it took her 10 years, but God damn it, she did it. Glee really was prophetic. In a lot of ways. It was. And we hate it for that. We hate it for that. We love it for that. We hate it for that. Yeah. Um, so I think we're gonna skip our favorite songs because like not appropriate. Um yeah. and, and our other uh markers for this episode, because like there's no need for that in this episode. Cause like how do you have a favorite line yeah. in this? Just not. Cool. I think we already mentioned like the two that were like a little chuckle and that's a little chucks. I think that's all we got out of that. Yeah. Uh, and also like fuck John Mayer. So <laughs> yes, I forgot it was. A Which one's about a John Mayer song? Say. 
Oh, I forgot that that was his fucking song. Mm-hmm. This is, in fact, a Taylor Swift stan stan podcast. podcast. So <laughs> very heavy um, on the stan. Just so you know. Yes. Uh, someone <laughs> also unrelated to the Glee episode, but like, let's end on a, a lighter note to send everyone off to their days. Um, someone did have a post about how Taylor Lautner is out there thriving, even though this is coming out. That's right. Like, what does he have to worry about? Nothing. <laughs> one X with a bunch of beautiful and wholesome songs yeah. where Taylor yeah. feels really bad and sad that they broke up. <laughs> yeah. It, it was something about like Taylor Lautner is the one who's like moisturized and thriving. Exactly. <laughs> and I think she made his song most explicit that it was about him too. I think so. <laughs> you know, just to be like, by the way, all you other men out there, Taylor yeah. Lautner did it right. The rest of you yeah. suck. <laughs> and he ended up marrying a Taylor. Which is so funny. This is hilarious. I think it's, maybe it's the only name he knows. I love how much Taylor's exes like love her music. Like when um, Sophie posted the Mr. Perfectly Fine, I died. Mm. I died. Mm-hmm. So funny. It's a really good song too. It's so good. I'm really glad that one came out. But I just like, like what else do you do when like your your famous husband's famous ex is going to re-release the music about him, new music <laughs> about him? Yeah. Yep. Embrace it. It's all you can do. And she's funny. I like <laughs> she her. is funny. I love her. Even if she never acts again, I'm just really glad that her accounts are hilarious. Yes. And she's she's did you see um Do Revenge? She was so funny in that. No, I haven't. Do Revenge on Netflix. Uh, good okay. movie. Great movie. Sophie has kind of a small part in it, um, okay. but she's peak. It's so funny. It's good. I do need to wash the taste of Ghosted out of my mouth. Oh, I heard that one sucked. It's really bad. Like, Which, I'm like, I, those are two good actors. How can the movie be so bad? I mean, maybe they're not. <laughs> maybe they're not. You're right. Maybe they're not good. <laughs> but like in Knives Out, like they literally acted together in Knives Out. I know. And it was I, good. <laughs> there's, I mean, I don't want to call it a conspiracy theory, but there are some posts. Again, this is just a, this is a palate cleanser. All this talk yeah, just here is a palate, palate cleanser. cleanser. Like, y'all can just, just leave to, if you don't like it. <laughs> this is just to get, just listen to this. Let this like clear out the last 45 minutes and then you can go on with your days having not yeah. just forget about Glee the way Glee is forgetting about the episode. That's right. Um, it, There was like a post about how it looks like, have you seen Ghosted? No, but I've seen all the things the internet has been posting and saying okay. in the clips and stuff. So I have some context. Yeah. So like it, there is a scene of them like racing each other up a flight of stairs. And <laughs> the conspiracy is that they didn't film it together. Oh my God. That that they just split screen them together for some reason instead of having them on set the same day. And I was watching, knowing that that theory is there. When that scene came up, I was watching it. And I was like, you know what? Maybe they weren't there that day. Maybe these are two separate filming days. Because like, oh my god! Like for so long of it, you're only looking at one POV. You're only looking at like Chris, uh, and then Anna. Like you're not right. They're not. They're not looking at each other. Like what is happening in this movie? Her wig is atrocious. She's beautiful, but her wig is like. And I know she's a, a CIA agent, right? Like, sure, she could right. be hiding her identity but there's never a moment where she like takes it off to be like and by the way i'm a redhead right like that would have been funny if it was suddenly like whoosh this wig is uh too hot yeah no no it's just a bad wig (laughs) i don't it's just pretending to be her hair and i don't know why it's just bad i don't understand 
he's cute because he's always cute when he has a beard because I think he looks silly clean shaven. It just kills me because this is on Apple TV Plus, right? I'm like, mm-hmm. Apple TV Plus is number one releasing some of the best television out there right now. And number two has a huge budget. Like, I know. If you're filming a scene and editing a scene such that the two actors don't even need to be in the scene together, there's something wrong. Something's wrong. It could really just be bad editing, Yeah, right? Like, maybe those were the best takes where their coverage just looks like bad eyelines and that, maybe that just happens sometimes, but like (laughs) why did you pick those? I'd rather have a slightly worse take where it looks like they're in the scene together. That's so funny. I yeah. I need to watch this ha- movie. I was going to say hate watch, but it's not even hate watch. It's more just like morbidly curious watch. Especially the first 20 minutes where they're mm. like flirting together before you find they go on this adventure where you're like, I. And <laughs> 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 then I get jealous of his farm because he's like, a, I don't know, I guess it's a beekeeping farm, but you really only see like four hives. Like, well, that's maybe why you don't have any money. Yeah, you need more than that. I'm going to need a little more hive action than that. But <laughs> but he's well, super cute. I don't know. Well, this is where I'm like, mm, all the different things going into making a movie. Like, maybe I should watch it just to see. Because I feel like in a really good movie, you can't really see the machinations like behind it. Like, you're just immersed, right. you know? So now mm-hmm. it's like the camera angles or like the sight sight lines are weird. So I'm like, who was directing this? Who was staging this? Who's mm-hmm. like the director of photography? Like who's editing this? And now it's yeah. like, who's, who's setting up a bee farm with only four hives? Yeah. You can just Google that. <laughs> That's not like, even hard. They have this huge farm and I'm like a little jealous of it, honestly, but you're looking at like, how are you making any money? Like, do you have other crops? Yeah. What's going on in this farm? He's got like, a greenhouse of and he's like spraying some microgreens like are you eating those or are you selling those like what is happening here? I, what <laughs> yeah well you shouldn't have that many questions when you watch a movie i know but like you've you've heard this podcast right like we have questions about true. glee and glee is maybe one of the dumbest shows to ever exist i feel like we get the right to ask questions though because we did watch glee the first time and not get to ask any questions that's <laughs> Just true try to um, make our write our little fanfic to fill in the gaps and like you know headcanon with our little friends to fill in the gaps and ten years later it's like no I'm actually mad that wasn't right no, no now I'm just mad at the show I really do have questions that that shouldn't have been hand waved yeah yeah <laughs> I let it go the first time I'm not letting it go this time we've got to get someone on here we can interview who's watched it for the first time in a binge watch situation because i have so many questions for them and they probably won't remember anything because they binge watched it so like Mm -hmm. i know all the storylines are going to run together this is literally like the third apocalypse episode so yes (laughs) and again maybe it's useless (laughs) we don't need to like go back to the beginning of this episode but like they call it out metatextually like that doesn't count it doesn't make it okay you can't just forget it just because you, just because you're acknowledging that you're doing it, yeah. Just for Blaine to be like, uh, "Didn't this already happen?" Like, you're right, it did. He literally even says, "Didn't we just do this over Christmas?" Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you did. Oh my god. <sighs> but anyways, overall, anyway, that was uh... my least favorite episode, and I'm happy that we're moving on. Yeah, this one really ranks in like top five or ten shittiest episodes. Just yeah. Because it's bad. Because it's like a mean, not a mean episode. It's just manipulative. And yeah, I don't manipulative. I don't care for that. There's been plenty of absurd episodes, and mm-hmm. a lot of them are fun. 
But like, like, what does the fox say? Yes. And I was also thinking of the body swap episode. So uh, yeah. And yeah, that was silly. Like, come on. There's plenty of silly, absurd things mm-hmm. that they do. But this wasn't silly or absurd. This was played straight, which I think mm-hmm. is the only way that they could have done it. Like, I'm not saying they should have made it silly or absurd, but it's like it was it was something out of their normal canon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and for that reason, handled well. we've stricken it from the Glee canon. <laughs> the medallion says <laughs> we're not going to do that. And it's That's not canon. It. And we're moving yeah. on. Yeah. We now have decided it's bad and we don't want it. Yep. So um, the order of episodes now goes 17, 19. Yep. And you can never think about this one again. Congratulations. And we'll all die happy. Great. Yay. <laughs> never witnessed this. Wiped from this the never happens. It's like men in black. Just poof. Gone. <laughs> Wish I could do that with many fandom things. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, that was this episode. Uh, if you did listen to all of it, sorry. <laughs> um, but Sweet Dreams is next and stuff happens in that one too. So hopefully it'll be better than this one. Um, if you've been following along, we are uh, brand changing to Fandom on the Rocks. Because mm. <laughs> um, we want to talk up. about more. We want to talk about more stuff than Glee, and we figured that was the best way to do it. So, if you want to support us at Patreon, you can do that now at Patreon.com/slash/Fandom on the Rocks, and um, our Instagram will be changing to phantom on the rocks if it hasn't already who knows when you will be listening to this um i think that's everything right yep i was just gonna say like so if you did listen to this take care of yourself because no. this was a lot mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh yeah go hopefully... um pet your cat yeah lady and lord tubbington eat the tubbington's yeah Eat some mm-hmm. chocolate, drink some coffee, mm-hmm. have a nap, um, and then move on because we are going to. And that <laughs> is what you missed on This Didn't Happen. You've been listening to Glee on the Rocks, a fandom on the Rocks podcast. A huge thank you to our sound editor, Adriana. For more episodes, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and anywhere else on the internet at Fandom on the Rocks. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can subscribe to our Patreon account at patreon.com slash fandom on the rock. Subscribers get ad-free content, exclusive bonus episodes, deep diving into Glee, our favorite fandoms, random updates, and so much more. So until next time, that's what you missed on Glee.